This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around, to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, well, well. What absolute fool said a few days it'd be a miracle if Preston North End beat Leeds on Boxing Day. Hand held up. That was enjoyable, wasn't it? How was the big day? Yeah, what a brilliant time over the last couple of days that I've had. Yeah, great Christmas Day. Cheers. Um, relatively subdued, to be honest. Just had kids running around the house incessantly. It was constant. I was waiting and hoping that they might crash at some point. But I crashed with them at about half past three, just after dinner. And you know, absolutely stuffed to the brim. Eyes too big yeah, for you, Ellie. Well, yeah, I, I like to go balls to the wall. Well, I like to knuckle down. And I like to batten down the hatches and just get stuck in. And you're like a yeah. metaphor machine this morning, afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. I, I enjoy. Like I enjoy finishing, and then like you are stuck, but then you just get that second wind about twenty minutes later, and just put a bit more on there and see if you can get through it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was in um, Posier, really. I was next to the roasted parsnips, which is a good place to be, really, because you can just keep nibbling and nibbling and nibbling on parsnips, I find, especially when they're nice and light. You know when they're, like, slightly overdone and they're they're lovely and crispy? They're my uh, favourite iteration of the parsnip. And, yeah, just just an unholy, unhealthy amount of food eaten. Well, that is the raison d'etre of, of Christmas Day, isn't it? You've got to you've got to go big, go big or go home. I like to go big, but yeah, really enjoyed it. What about yourself? Did you have a nice day? Yeah, busy. Saw three different sets of family, which is just a bit oh, mental. Okay. But yeah, Christmas when I was younger was always just in the house all day. Don't even yeah. see daylight. Yeah, well, that tends to be me. I don't really leave the house on Christmas Day what whatsoever, unless I'm going to a bit of like a shindig soiree later on in the day. But that didn't happen this year, which was good really because obviously North End kicked off relatively early on Boxing Day. 
which uh, which may well be the future, actually. I really quite enjoyed that early KO. It's just important you don't go too like you don't get hammered on Christmas night because that that can soon turn into a real mess. Still, Hitch, who was on the from the Elden podcast a few times last week, he um, he had to go home just after the game because he said that he had a bottle of Bailey's swirling around his stomach. Bloody hell! Um, and I can imagine that being the case with quite a lot of people. People are obsessed with Bailey's this time of year. I don't really understand it. It tends to give me heartburn Bailey's. And it's also quite thickly, but people are obsessed with it. I think Bailey's initially is extremely tough and then it, it lingers and it improves and gets yeah. you going back for more. And I guess that's yeah. the trap that still Hitch <laughs> fell into. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But um, he was um, he was feeling worse for wear in the Deepdale Labour Club post-match and quite simply had to go home. We were never going home. This was a good, good game, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I imagine 90% of people turned up thinking, well, we're going to get a good pump in here. But as good as we were, I thought, and taking nothing away from North End, leaders just weren't what I expected at all in terms of like, you see the goals they score on highlights and it's like pace and power. And they looked a bit knackered, didn't they? Yeah, they looked flat. Were they up for it? Well, it wasn't just them who were flat. Like their supporters were as well, and they're normally loud and raucous. But this wasn't yeah. a usual leads away end, really. Like it's normally bouncing, and you wouldn't you wouldn't describe that away end as particularly great whatsoever. Which isn't likely, is because they pride themselves on this atmosphere. And uh, Ellen Road's a great place to go, but they tend to travel in numbers, as we know, as they love to shove down our throats. Um, but they weren't quite themselves, and I suppose that reflects on the pitch as well. It's a, a good feather in our cap that Piro was taken off. Tomerville, who there's people who are waxing lyrical about this guy, was taken off as well. But yeah, all in all, Leeds couldn't have been too much worse, really. Um, and we were very, very good. Take nothing away from us. Like, this was a very uh, stirring and spirited display. Um, and over the course of 90 minutes, we, um, we were more than worthy winners, I felt. First half was... There was barely any chances, really, was there? But it was very watchable. I thought yeah, Preston really just did it. all the good things you associate with a decent North End performance, like tackling and blocking and doing all that side of it. And then Miller was the bright spark from around the 10th minute onwards, wasn't he? Yeah. We just nullified everything, especially in the, well, especially in the first half. Like, it was just a really good game of football. There's a bit of a cliche that goes around this time of year, isn't there? It was a proper boxing day encounter. I suppose it was. It was It was a bit of a scrap. Um, North End were really good. Um, we had the best moments in the first half, I felt. I'd, Holmes got in some nice areas. He had that one chance just before the break, actually, where you've got to square it at the first available opportunity, but he tried to cut back, and that was a really good area. And you felt, you just wondered whether we would get made to pay because we did get into some pretty good areas and we just didn't create anything, but now we did Leeds. I spoke to a few people at half-time and we basically said that Leeds wouldn't be as bad um, in the second half uh, and we wondered whether we could get much better. Um, but as it turned out, I did. But um, yeah, a really watchable opening stanza despite no real chances. And you were up for this early doors, weren't you? I was just reading a text you sent at 9.19 on Boxing Day. I've got an inexplicable spring in my step today. North End just win. And I couldn't imagine any other outcome. that feeling when it comes along, can you? No, it's a weird feeling. And you only really get it with North End. 
Well, they had no right to win. You look at the two squads and the league position and the run of results recently. We had absolutely no no right whatsoever. People like David Prutton, these respected observers, must have been absolutely stunned at what transpired. But I just had that sense that North End were going to do something. Uh, and as it happened, they did. It was, a, it was just one of them unbelievable wins, really. Uh, and it's one of them great afternoons at Deepdale, which which I thought was actually um, well behind everyone. Everyone's going in the right direction, the same direction, which was key. We spoke about that statement, and could it do more harm than good last week? But not a bit of it. Deepdale was um, was in good spirits. Spoke to Neil Chesel after the game, who who was um, who claimed to have police like rugby league games and football matches for more than 40 years and he was stunned at how flat deep there was but I actually thought the atmosphere was it was pretty good I thought it just had a better feel to it you know maybe that statement a lot of people weren't really buying it but I thought you saw a little bit of an impact as a result I didn't think it was you didn't get the sense people were waiting to jump on the players or wanting to boo the manager it it was kind of, they were roared onto the pitch and then roared off at half-time, weren't they? Yeah. But you've got to play well to get that. Of course, yeah. And let's have it right. Like, it's not the usual crowd you expect at Deepdale because obviously there's more people on, there's people who are going, like, once in a blue moon, like on North End. Um, and the atmosphere is always going to be slightly different. But yeah, North End, at the time, didn't they? there was that cracking challenge from McCann, which was clean as a whistle. I love that phrase, clean as a whistle, that um, hoisted... Somerville into the air and he landed on his neck, which had me out of my seat. I was I was rocking at that. I was absolutely delighted. One of them really sticking it right up and like getting out of that. Yeah, it was one of them real stirring moments where where it just allows the crowd to get behind everything going on, <laughs> which which was great. I love I love it when you got people out the seat shouting. Get him off the pitch! Like, why has he been down for so long? He's, he's literally got about eight feet in the air and landed on his neck. He's got every right to be led down. But I love how people get irate at the fact that he's not off the field of play yet. Um, but yeah, one of the, yeah, that's one of those moments where where the crowd can really get up and get excited. Five changes, weren't there? I thought it's a bit of a common thing at the minute, but I guess it was to be expected after that team in Swansea. You thought maybe we'll just go back to a bit of normality and. Woodman coming back yeah. was no surprise, even though it's people were saying, like, why would you change your goalkeeper for one game? And Ryan Lowe wouldn't explain it afterwards. So who knows what happened there? But Whiteman coming back in, Miller, as my age, you just expected it, really. You did, but it makes the Swansea team even more perplexing. Like, that team that played yesterday has got a much higher ceiling than the team that played at Swansea. Just utterly bizarre. But yeah, I was glad when the teams came out, a much better team, much more capable of success. And ultimately, as it transpired, it, it worked. Whiteman was good. He was playing slightly, slightly higher than we normally um, see him in. He wasn't in the sort of pivot role where he where he can create. He was more, not create, but like sort of, uh, I just run the game with like sideways and forward and backward passes. It was slightly higher, which was interesting. We've never really seen him in that role, I don't think. Uh, I thought he had a good game and then went... When Leeds went down to ten, he dropped deeper again and was orchestrating things in his in his usual manner, which was good. Uh, Osmaich works so hard; he's a joy to watch him. Like he he gives his all, and then he gets us the red cards and the red card, which is a, a little bit cringy, but it's utterly ridiculous from Meslier. What the hell is he thinking there? Like absolutely mental. The referee's a yard next to him, 
I think he's, he's done just, stuff like that before. I think he's an absolute mentalist on the slide. Yeah, he's yeah, clearly a complete head case, isn't he? I'd be absolutely fuming if I was Daniel Fark or a Leeds fan. Like, what earth are you doing? It was mental. Uh, and then there was that, there was that hilarious moment, weren't there, where Osmajic was was clapping the fans as they serenaded him just after Meslier was um, was waved off the field. Um, it was just hilarious, <laughs> like a proper a proper sort of you 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 ought not to do it, but I suppose he doesn't really understand social uh, norms really in this country um, yet. But um, yeah, and then obviously that just tests the toll from there on in, and we scored not long after. Indeed, because at, at half time I was thinking, surely Leeds are going to improve here. You just had that feel where if they stepped it up, potentially could win. I don't know, one or two nil. But when something like that happens, you've just got to take all of that bit of luck and go and score. Yeah. And it was so important to score straight after it, pretty much, wasn't it? What a header! What a header that is. Well, that's why Browns is best arriving late into the box. We saw it time and time again when he's playing the 10. Um, and it's it's yet another beautiful cross from Miller, who's got this in him. He just checks back on his right foot and then just he puts in these lovely balls. He did it. Well, we've watched it multiple times already and it's quality. And then Brown arrives late, great header, really well directed, nothing the keeper could do. Uh, and then, you know, the place just erupted, which is great to see. It's class Italian when it's full and, like, everyone's going going off. Like, it just looks like a lovely sight. Yeah, just a lovely moment. Really important moment as well, because obviously, and the red cards just happened and then you take the lead and, you know, you, you really ought to go on and win the game from there. It wasn't quite as... Um, hunky-dory is that, but we got there in the end. He must have known he was going as soon as he did that. <laughs> what was he thinking? In what world is that an acceptable thing to do? Like, it's not acceptable in real life, that is it? It's just a disgraceful act. Like, you can't put your palm into someone's face and push at them. Like, it's just utterly brain dead. Like, I don't get what goes through these people's minds to ever do something like that to, to another human being. It makes no sense, especially not not on Sky Sports in front of 20-odd thousand spectators. And also when the referee's literally a yard away from you. You're always going to be given the old expulsion tool, aren't you? Indeed. And then we after Red, I think, because Whiteman was playing higher up, wasn't he? He then just dropped back and patrolled the whole thing. McCann pushed up a little bit and it you were just really com- I was really comfortable, me. I thought, I, don't, I can't see these scoring. They look lost for ideas, really. But you can never rule leads out, can you? And then no. the penalty was just a blow, really. I think you, you can see why he's given it when looking at the replays, but there's not much in it, really. I think James actually stands on McCann, doesn't he? But he left a little um, naive foot in there, did Ali, I think. Yeah, I think it's a pen. I think it's a really good decision, to be honest. It looked a little bit suspect at the time. It looked like he took a bit of a dive, but I'm, I'm slightly further away. But yeah, yeah. I felt it was a penalty. I thought it was a good decision, having watched it back. Yeah, Leeds, just after the goal that we scored, they looked like they'd run out of, ide- run out of ideas. Like They weren't pressing us. There was no pressure on the back line when they had the ball at the feet, which is criminal, really, with Lindsay Watmore. Like They're not particularly comfortable whatsoever on the ball. And then he made those changes, didn't he? And, and they started to get up, up and about us a little bit more. And then they sort of get the penalty, which... Which yeah, I think it's right. But like it's it's just agony when you're like controlled like most of the game really, and then it's just like it's a nothing challenge really. Um, yeah, because I thought James was poor. I don't think he's particularly skillful. Is he? he just runs like a bit of a head case. But finally got yeah. his bit of look. 
Well, he just got paid, so that's that's yeah. about it. Like, I've never really been particularly enamoured by him, um, especially when he's like, like Man United. I was thinking, how the hell is this guy going to go for Man United? But yeah, um, he gets the pen, and then it looks at that point like Leeds might go on. That was because in the back we of my just, mind, yeah. And you're thinking, oh, Christ Almighty, Ryan Lowe's reaction, it was quite good to the pen, actually. Like, it, he um, head in hands, like, absolutely stunned at what he'd just seen and clearly absolutely gutted as well and then it's obviously a really good pen in it and then the ball just start to get up again and we scored the winner really against someone to play obviously they were down to 10 men but these are still 10 really good players at this level like it's not as if you're playing against mugs but yeah good to get the winner like what a winner that is kind of goal you'll remember for quite a long time really from where he picked I the ball it. up and then he's just, there's a bit of jeopardy with Miller, isn't there? You're not quite sure what he's going to produce. And I think Leeds are maybe comfortable letting him shoot from 20 yards, but he shouldn't have been because no. that is absolute quality. It really is. I've not I've not I seen a, a moment of class like that for a while. No, I tell you what, he, he gave Archie Gray a right, a right all afternoon. Like, he won't reflect yeah. particularly well on uh, on Christmas anymore, Archie Gray. That, that was a torrid afternoon for him. Miller had the had the beat of him all day. He was absolute class, Miller. Like this guy is class. Like we we doubted it a little bit, like a few weeks ago, where we said like his end product's not not quite there, but he gets into some good areas. But this guy's really starting to prove his worth now. Yeah, like, we need to get this guy down ASAP. He is clearly leaps and bounds are our most exciting player um, and what what a piece of individual class it is and I had the ultimate view as well like right behind it you just knew it was in and you've got that sort of split heck of where you could hear um, a pin drop in the ground as the ball floats towards the top corner you just thought um, it was in I heard the brother just say it's in yeah uh, and then you're out you're, you're out the seat before literally everyone else in the ground knows that it's a goal. Do you remember Keith um, Tracy scoring a last minute like curled into the far corner? It felt it reminded me of that a little bit. Just the whole solo. Yeah, it might have been. It was from the other side. The other yeah, side. It was, yeah. 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 yeah, it was just yeah, brilliant. Callum Brown made a quote that he, he spoke about how like he's a little bit like McGeady, like he's got that individual flair and quality about him. Yeah, that's absolutely spot on. One of those players that it just gets you out of your seat. When he gets running at these fullbacks, he must be thinking, for heaven's sake. Crikey, proper, proper signing that. Like, kudos to everyone involved in getting him over the line. But now we need to get him in here on a permanent basis because he's got undoubted quality. And I'm, I'm starting to fall in love with this fella. Not quite as much as Alan Brown, who who I think I'd literally die for. But, yeah, this guy is uh, he's an absolute joy to behold. I just want to hold him. Liam Miller. Yeah, I just want to get hold of him and just, like, gently hug him. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's a in wool, really. I think he's a confidence player, isn't he? But you, them kind of players are because they've got yeah. the toughest task on the pitch of all our hopes on you to beat a man, which isn't an yeah. easy skill. Yeah. And he can do it; he really can do it. And if you're doing it on telly against Leeds, scoring goals like that, that's probably a sign to try and maybe just ditch something else you were thinking of doing in January and get that guy signed. Like we got linked with a Man United midfielder, didn't we, on loan? Or maybe just park that and try and get Liam Miller signed permanently because 24, a lot of raw tools there to really like progress into something exciting. Yeah. And yeah, if you can then get someone on the other side, then suddenly your front line's miles better, isn't it? Yeah. And I suppose that's the only sort of slight negative in front of the world's eyes like, like on TV and like, it's not ideal, really, if you want to keep hold of this guy. <laughs> no, Leeds is having a couple on the phone to bars all, at full time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, well, how much do you want? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, 
it's unbelievable. It'd be it'd be even better if you played in like a a four three three, which we spoke about in the past as well. Imagine playing with Neil. Hellfire with Barkelt to the side. Oh yeah. my, that be uh, that would be orgasmic. <laughs> um, but he's here now, isn't he? But uh, get this guy signed up. Get him in here. Would you buy a Miller shirt? You probably would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Home. Away, third, and goalkeeper strip, all with Miller on the back. Mm, socks. Shorts. With his <laughs> Have you ever seen anyone in a full kit? It's an amazing um, sight, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. adults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll t- I tell you what I absolutely love. I love it when adults are mascots. Oh, yeah. When they're like taller than the players and like they're walking out holding Liam Miller's hand, for example. It's a 40-year-old from home slack in a full kit. That is, um, that is a great sight. But um, no, I haven't. I haven't seen anyone in a in a full kit. Also, why were there like a like there were different group of Leeds fans wearing like this blue suit yesterday? I noticed like, that. Why on earth would you leave the home? Leave your home doing that? It's just odd behaviour. A bit like Jory taking the tops off. Why do these people do this to themselves? Yeah, that is a that's a great question. I don't think they were that loud, were they? Leeds fans it wasn't like constant throughout the match. Just flat, weren't they? It was bizarre. It's just not like Leeds, especially when I just absolutely mullered Ipswich, and like everybody was basically saying that they'll, that they'll uh, usurp Ipswich, yeah, uh, and get in the top two. It was bizarre. And I appreciate, obviously, it's Boxing Day and it's an early kick off. That won't help, but. And I thought they'd be absolutely bang up for that, really. Coming to a team who have been literally useless recently. There were people genuinely expecting us to lose about 14-0. Daniel Fark said as much afterwards. Lovely smelling chat, by the way. Is contrary he? to... Yeah. You might not think that. No, no I wouldn't have thought that. But he I was wouldn't have thought that Daniel Fark would smell nice. In that big coat that he's worn for the last 10 years. Yeah. But yeah, he, he walked into the room and lit it up with his fragrance. Fantastic. And he spoke what really he well. What sort oh, of he loves his uh, tight black, tight black. Oh, I've no idea. Tight, it's that tight <laughs> black polo, short sleeve, nice. button undone. And yeah, yeah, he, uh, was a good listen. Can, and he said, you can imagine Daniel on. Park flattening some grass in his time, can't you? Daniel Park what? Flattening some grass in his time, doing some damage on the old circuit in Germany. Smooth customer, isn't he, Daniel? Yeah, he's complimentary of us. Was he? He just like praising the atmosphere, the sellout crowd, the making it difficult for him. Wasn't happy with Osmaich. Said he hates that type of stuff. <laughs> stuff. He ought to hate his goalkeeper propelling his arm into people's faces. That's 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 what he ought to hate first and foremost. <laughs> I know. Behind Osmaich, hell fire. Yeah, he did. He did say that, and then he but he kept coming back to like, I don't like it. Don't like it, Daniel. Your keeper just smash someone in the face, and you can't do that. Yeah, what's he expecting, really? I might just to stand up and say, "Ah, oh, fair enough, mate. Yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. I've no problem whatsoever with you hitting me in the face." It's obviously, got to go down and get him sent off, as he ought to have been. I felt it was a really good use of the expulsion tool as well from the referee. Like it was bang, just straight no, no messing around, straight to his pocket, bang off you go. Yeah, brilliant. That was it. Brilliant use. Brandishing the expulsion tool. It was that easy though. As soon as you saw it, you're like, "There's absolutely no chance you're staying on." Yeah, you can't do that. Literally, the whole ground was on its feet. Absolutely. It wasn't like it wasn't even like a. Oh, it was like yes, he's going. <laughs> what is he doing? Get walking. <laughs> imagine being his teammate. They'd absolutely seething with that, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. Could you imagine being in the box? Like you, you're part of that sort of scuffle. And then you see your goalkeeper doing that, you'd be you'd be looking at him like he's got about seven heads, wouldn't you? <laughs> you'd be thinking, 
What on earth have you just done that for? I'll tell you what, that was quite an embarrassment of Richards, wasn't it, when Carl Darlow just waltzed in off the bench. Yeah. Christ almighty. No slight on, um, on we live and die in Cornell. <laughs> but uh, bloody Carl Darlow. Put in the prem for multiple clubs. Exactly. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Matt Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Alan Brown, come on. Let's talk about this guy. He is tough. I might need to clean myself up if I carry on talking about Alan Brown. I, I, I just absolutely adore this man. And then, just when you thought he couldn't get any more likeable, there he is, pictured with supporters in Hopwoods after the game. Unbelievable. Proper captain's performance. He was everywhere again. Oh, this guy's having a great season. Graphs hard. Chips in with goals. Just no nonsense, really. Like he doesn't set any adulation, or he doesn't, you know, he doesn't go out looking for like praise, or like it's not all about him. You know, he's got a job to do, and he does it to a very, very high level, and he's an absolute joy to have around. Precisely the sort of play that hopefully one day will break the record appearances and and be an all-time Preston legend, which he is already, make no mistake. He could, he could, like, in terms of this century, he could climb above them all. You know what I'm Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's have it out. We've had better footballers than Alan Brown. Yeah. But there's few who've, like, given their absolute all time and time again with his longevity. And, yeah, he's been a bit underappreciated, Brown. But at the going down of the ton in years to come, he'll be really, really... Loved and adored and, and well um, well reflected upon. Like this is the legacy this guy's starting to create. I I absolutely love him, and what a gorgeous chap he is as well. Like <laughs> this guy, you, you can imagine him smelling really nice. Like we spoke about Daniel Thorpe, maybe not so, but this guy you can just tell smells beautiful. He was absolutely fuming to be taken off. Funny, did you see the close up on Sky? <laughs> I was no, trying to no, make no, out no. what he was saying, but he was absolutely incensed. I think he'd been booked, and he and he done a foul, not yeah. been sent off, which you don't think he should have been. But Lowe got him straight off, and there was still three minutes of injury time left, and he was just Could couldn't be, he couldn't believe he was being replaced. Well, they got whizzed, didn't they, at Swansea, and they went on to score after. Could you imagine if Leeds had levelled it after after he got taken off? People would would have um, would have exploded with rage had that happened. But luckily, it didn't happen this time. He deserved to come off because he deserved the. Um, Sort of crowning moment, really, where where you get the standard ovation, which are lovely yeah. moments. Um, and obviously, he doesn't really care about any of that. But the whole ground deserved to show their appreciation to um, to just a brilliant human. Mm. I'm obsessed with him, absolutely obsessed. I might start going watching Ireland games as well, just to catch more more minutes of Alan Brown. Yeah, who they got coming up? Absolutely no idea. Although, have you, got a you could catch a bit of Brady as well. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, that'd be. 
That would be pretty good. That'd be quite fun, wouldn't it? Brady, yeah. Um, Callum Robinson, yes, yes, Robbo, nice. Jason Malumbi, Paul McShane. Not sure he's still knocking around. I'd be stunned if he is. <laughs> Although that guy literally played for for years and years and years. He's like the Irish version of Chris Gunter. Yeah, yeah, that guy's around as well. Still playing. He? By the way, we're being treated here at the Ali Pali to Ooh, an man. absolute barnstormer, a brawler of a game between Scott Williams and Martin Schindler, the wall Martin Schindler, who is playing exactly what he is, which is the 26th Premier Arrowsmith on the planet. And Scott Williams is pushing him all the way. Three, three in sets and a race to four. It's a thriller. Brilliant. Is, is the 16-year-old on tonight? He is. He's playing as Matt Campbell, the man who toppled James Wade. So that should be an interesting encounter. Well, he must be unbelievable to do that. Well, yeah, I mean... It was a massive shock, obviously. We were talking about the machine here, James Wade. A winner of 11 televised titles, 10 of which are majors. Three, apologies, four world semi-finals. And to lose to Matt Campbell is the greatest day of Matt Campbell's life, no doubt about it. As it would be anybody's life to meet James Wade on the biggest stage of all. Yeah, well done, Matt. Yeah, kudos, Matt. And good luck tonight against Luke Little. <laughs> if you are listening just before going out on stage, Matt Campbell, I hope you're well. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Imagine Matt Campbell listens. I'll be out in a minute, just finishing my podcast. <laughs> Maybe he could go on wearing those ridiculous ear defenders that Gerwin Price used last Gilly. year. And he could um, he could listen to the podcast whilst playing against Luke Littler. Yeah, in the World Darts Championships. Oh, yeah, the, the, crowd, crowd, the crowd will be all on Luke's heavily, side tonight. So heavily Luke Littler. Hmm. Um, yeah, so maybe it could be time for Matt Campbell to get some ear defenders, or even just like AirPods would work, wouldn't they? And then just stick Preston North End Weekly on. The issue is, is that it wouldn't last the full game, so then he'd have to mix it up, and I'm not sure what he'd then go on to listen to. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. Back to uh, some kind of normality. We'll move towards the end of this episode, because it is Christmas, and... It's a bit intense, this podcasting lark over Christmas, isn't it? But we are sticking at it. Yeah, we've been um, solid and resolute over this period, haven't we? These podcasts have come thick and fast. A phrase yes. I know you love. I can't stand it, but yeah, Ryan Lowe kept it low-key at full time, didn't he? There was no there was no uh, request for him to fist pump and there was no keenness on his part. I think he just recognised that needs parking for a little bit. Yeah, he's had his wings clipped a little bit, hasn't he? And the fact that obviously that statement came out, you can't you can't, you can't be initiating a fist pump when when basically the owners just come out and said that you know if results the easy thing to do would be to remove the manager. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, so yeah, it was wise not to a fist pump. I was hoping to do a fist pump though. It would have been amazing. It would have been box office entertainment. People would have been giving it wanker signs back and all sorts of things. (laughs) Shouting boo, as these people tend to do. Um, But I was hoping to do a fist bump. It would have been one of the funniest things of all time. Um, Mm. But yeah, he's obviously right not to do that fist bump. It's pathetic. I can't stand these fist pumps. Although, <laughs> I, I do quite enjoy the fist pump that Steve Evans does at Stevenage. Like, there's a, there's absolutely no effort whatsoever from Steve Evans in these fist pumps. Um, absolutely ridiculous from Evans, really. The great watch is there. It's like a it's swing like, of the arm. You know, like his little arms and little legs. 
it's great to watch. Yeah, although we went back to basics. You fear for Steve Evans when he's getting excited like that. Just hope he comes out the other side of it. Still he's, intact, he's a little, really. bit, he's a little bit like John Bart, isn't he? Oh. Like the fact that so at the start of the season, you could, you could like, I reckon you might get odds against whether he makes it to the end of the season. And like a little bit like John Bart, this John Bart appears to be a walking heart attack, really. The three-time world darts king that he is. Um, and it's a legitimate question to ask whether he will make it to the end of the World Darts Championship. I suppose we'll have to wait and see if he does so. But um, yeah, you're fearfully Steve Evans uh, when mm. he's doing that because he, you know, he's, his heart must be working overtime, really. Steady on Especially Steve. He's a football manager as well. Yeah. Steve, if you're listening, pal, just calm down a little bit with these uh, fist pumps. And hope you're well. And of course, I hope you're well, pal. Stay in yeah. touch. I think when you see North End play like they did against Leeds, you're just left, I've wrote this today, but you're just thinking, how do they play like that against QPR and Middlesbrough and, and Watford? Like, this is a squad that's too good. Like, it's not amazing, but it's too good for that. Yeah, totally. They are agree. too good for it. But also, these are human beings and, um, and they're not robots. It's hard to always produce great performances. And the sport would be a rubbish watch, would it, if, um, if like, if the sport was played on paper. That's sport, George. That's why we keep going back, because especially North End, you never really know, do you? You never, you never know, know, you're right. What you're getting. And that is the beauty of North End. Although, yesterday, I did know what was coming, because I texted you and told you what happened. And I got a very sarcastic repost from yourself. So, um, so yeah. Have a bit of that. Stick that up, mm. yeah. Did you put um, money on us winning yesterday? Or do you not touch North End games? No, oh, no. no. I don't have a bet. Steered well clear. And you just never know what's going to happen on Friday, really, do you? Sheffield Wednesday coming. I'm sure they'll sell it out. And you're just yeah, looking for uh, more of the same, please. I don't think there'll be many yeah, changes. It'll be typical of us to uh, to get beat by them and throw in a real stinker and all of a sudden and, and the pressure is, is bang on right low once more, wouldn't it? But, um, yeah, we can take that confidence. We can take that sacred momentum and we can use that mentality that we used yesterday into this contest on Friday. Look, it's a game that we can expect to win. We ought to be winning, um, especially if we produce the same performance as we did yesterday. Scott Williams, shaggy Scott Williams, just dumped out the wall, Martin Schindler. He has literally broken the wall down. And there's a massive German contingent in the Alexander Palace today because Gabriel Clemens is playing as well today. Will Schindler wow. shake hands with shaggy Scott? Yes, they do. Lovely moment. Great game. But yeah, um, talking about Wednesday, weren't I? Yeah. Tough game. They're all tough games. Cliche, but uh, it's it's a game. No easy games in the champ. No, absolutely not. All good teams. All really, really good teams. It's like when managers in press conferences get asked, "What are you expecting from X? A tough match. Yeah, <laughs> tough game. Really impressed with them. I really like what X managers yeah. doing there. Yeah, <laughs> all that sort of thing. Eighty minutes of pretty much fifty-fifty football decided by a few moments. That'll be about it. <laughs> <laughs> they are the most pointless thing in the world press conferences I know I've spoken about this before but I'd do away with them mate. I, th- I think they're nonsense make my job interesting wouldn't it basically a person being questioned who quite evidently does not want to be there and like they have to come out with the same rhetoric day after day in these interviews and it's it's incredibly rare that you get anything remotely interesting out of them I know 
Andy Baines managed to squeeze out a nice quote from Ryan Lowe last week, you know, about the old coaching badges job. But it's rare you get anything of note, really, from press conferences, in my view. Radio. And if you want to read any of Ryan Lowe's thoughts from recent press conferences, you can do online. (laughs) (laughs) We'll bring you a quiz question now. I had it up. Oh dear, I've lost I haven't it. I haven't even researched this. This is gonna be pathetic. I got told off yesterday for researching. By who? By pe- by regular listeners. Wow. Was that when you were from the Eldening? Is that like a six oh six kind of vibe? Oh what? Re- you know, like six oh six, five live, people ringing in after the game, oh, like really immediate. Yeah, a little bit. I didn't leave town yesterday until uh, I didn't leave Deepdale, apologies, until half past seven yesterday evening. I was in Deepdale Labour Club and then in the Royal Consorts and then went to Black Horse. Do you do? Or is it? Is it not? Black Horse is yeah. a bit pricey, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Black Horse is pretty pricey. but the uh, No dodgy customers this time, pro- I hope. No, no other than... Um, Wolf- that was Wolf- a relief. Was he? <laughs> yeah, he was chanting, Ryan Low, Ryan Low, Ryan Low. He's, Wufty's done a bit of a, um, a U-turn when it comes to Low, he said. He said, he said, "Look, I got it all wrong. Like, I don't know why, why I was calling for his head." He said he really enjoyed today. He said that Lowe got the tactical won won the tactical battle against Daniel Fark, which is no mean feat. That's an exact quote. And he said he's looking forward to getting behind the lads against Sheffield Wednesday. And he said he was going to buy his Sunderland ticket first thing today. He said that, did he? He did. Woofy rough, rough. That is in. Uh... In fitting with his tweets, to be fair, so you can see why he'd come out with something like that. Correct. February 20th, 2016, Preston welcomed Sheffield Wednesday to Deepdale. What was the score? Oh, good question. Was that the one where we had our hearts broken? Late. It wasn't. It wasn't. Range. Okay. But those were the best away scenes at Deepdale I've ever seen. Yeah, you are literally obsessed with that game. The answer is, I can't remember. I'm not obsessed with it because I've not brought it up. Well... You you will have brought it up. Mm. You definitely will have. And you have now. I can't remember this game at all. First season was the, champ. Yeah, the reverse game was when uh, Beckford and Doyle were fighting, weren't it? <laughs> that was a great day, that one. Yes. I think. Yeah, I think it was. But I can't remember the home leg. We'll have people literally fuming listening to this. Um, I think it was 2 that was the, uh, It was 1-0 to Preston. That was the year after Doyle and Beckford. Yeah. It was 1-0. Forestieri got sent off for handball. Trying, Ooh, yeah. trying to pat the ball yeah. in. Now, have you been rejigged who scored for us? I can't remember who scored for us, but I recall him trudging off Forestieri. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I reckon our goal scorer was uh, Joe Garner. Correct. Uh, Callum Woods, because Garner was going through that tough time where he just couldn't yes. buy a goal, really. And then yeah, this was a lovely wasn't... moment. He weren't quite the player in the championship that he was in League One, which which is no slow to Joe Gart. No slow to Joe Garner. He was literally class for North End. In fact, I was talking to Wufty Ruff Ruff about Garner last night and he agreed that he loved Garner. Um, I absolutely so, loved yeah. I love Joe Garner. Yeah. I was absolutely yeah. heartbroken when he left. Yeah, he was just a likable, just a really good player for us. Scored more or less every every week in League One. And obviously, a North End supporter to boot as well, which is which is always nice. He had that lovely celebration, and he was exactly what you wanted in a player, really. Like yeah. A bit of a complete shit house in the opposition, sort of player that you loved and the opposition disliked. Um, 
But yeah, I agree. It was quite upsetting, wasn't it, when he went? But yeah. ultimately, I think it was a good deal for all parties. And who the hell's going to turn Glasgow Rangers down? I remember people saying, why on earth are you going to Rangers? I mean, come on now. I think his first game, was, first game was an old firm, wasn't it? Yeah. 55 times the Kings of Scotland. You're going to Rangers, pal. That's for sure. And he did. Kudos to him. Now at Carlisle United, loving life under Simo again. Yeah, no, that goal, Woods, Callum Woods, cuts it onto his left, swings it across, and Garner's at the back stick in front of the town and heads it in. Do you remember it? No. Really? It's proper clear to me that. Because Garner, I just, yeah, I thought Garner was doing a lot of good things but couldn't buy a goal, and then he scored a winner. Yeah, good times. What's your plan for today? Recovering? I plan on just eating and eating. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant. Had celebrations for breakfast today. Nice, yeah. I've got a date at my grandma's at three o'clock for a bowl of trifle. Actually, with my grandma's trifle. <laughs> I absolutely adore trifle this time. What did you do? Yeah, yeah. Just me and grandma getting stuck into a, a, a couple decent of, bowl of a trifle. couple of spoons and just. Well, I I like my baby spoons. You know, like these teaspoons. Yeah, like you can really prolong can the really trifle. Like, yeah, just let the good times roll. And like the Porsches at my grandma's are just ridiculously big. So I'm expecting a real mountain of trifle. I absolutely adore trifle. Like, I'm obsessed with trifle. It's it's massively underrated trifle. Oh, yeah, there's, there's a bit of everything God. there, isn't there? Oh, trifle. Oh, trifle. Oh, God. So I'll be getting stuck into some trifle at grandma's. And then I'll be coming home and... I, there's a ridiculous side at the doors behind Gabe Clemens' head here saying, arrest Ben Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. How did he come up? <laughs> How the hell did he come up with that? And write it on a thing. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so I'll be coming home from Grandma's after a trifle and then getting stuck into some cheese. I'm not eating as much cheese as I would have liked. I had some on Christmas night, obviously. Who doesn't eat cheese on Christmas night? But I fancy going absolutely balls deep in cheese. Like, I'm just sit- where I'm having yeah. horrendous nightmares. Yeah, brilliant. I'm just, <laughs> I've just searched it. Apparently, the horrendous tackle on Pedro Mendes. Awful. A- a- yeah, absolutely I'm- disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Just, just on the touchline at Man City, oh, Mendes clears the ball and Ben Thatcher. Like honestly, different day is that late because it absolutely clatters into Mendes. I think Mendes might have died. Oh my I think god, he might yeah, have died. That joke's a right horrible bastard as well. <laughs> oh wow. Oh that, yeah, that was a disgusting. Time. <laughs> that was in two thousand and six. Yeah, <laughs> not forgotten. I remember that clear as day. I remember yeah. that clear as day. I can't remember the Garner one in twenty sixteen, but hellfire, that was a disgrace. The day Ben Thatcher almost killed Pedro Mendes. Arrest Ben Thatcher. Brilliant. Well, it is quarter past two, so we better go our separate ways because you've got a date. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, I, can't, I, I cannot wait. Enjoy. I'll see you on the other side. You sure will. Say again. I said, you sure will. <laughs> see you later. Oh, no,
TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and Peony are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.